1: This former producer of a major market television shows writing in to us anonymously to say he just found our show on Game Plus Television. Here's some tips. The show has ADD, it's all over the place. Your sound effects are annoying. And your host is arrogant. Right on all counts. But that's what we want. That's what we wanted it to be. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Haven't heard from that guy for a while either, by the way. If you're watching or listening, come on, don't go away. Welcome, everybody. It's the joys of daytime sports television. We're live. We have breaking news. We're going to get to that in a second. I'm going to tell you that the peerless Mike Richards is going to be with us on the program today and our football analyst Jeff Reinbold of the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. CFL iconic coach Jeff Reinbold is going to be with us. But speaking of icons, Moose is with us, and I want you to tell everybody where you're at, Moose, and what you're doing because I think it's pretty exciting and a lot of people are excited about it.
0: Go. Yeah, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan for the uh, Provincial Men's Tankard. It's the Curling Playdowns. Starts this afternoon, goes until Sunday afternoon, and the winner will go to the Briar next month in Regina. So pretty fun stuff.
1: Have fun, man. It gets rolling today. And by the way, we are live on Game Plus Television. That's all across Canada. Ten provinces in two territories, plus 31 U.S. states. But as I've learned, it is a Canadian show. We op- opened up talking about the briar, the tankard, the what? And there will be more of that. Hang on over the next two hours. That's what we do here. And thanks for tagging along. And we're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. We are carrying the flag of WQEE at Super Bowl 58 next week. Broadcasting live from Radio Row. That's a little later on in our topics. If you can hit the quick six show horn, please. Because that's what we do here every day. We go through the quick six show topics, and then we bring in the guests. And then in hour two, we we recap it all. Then we talk about tonight's sports, bring in more guests. And that's why everybody loves the show. It's been around for 1,170 episodes. Point, we talk about the big story. I have two. I have two, Darren. Because we've got breaking news. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers announced Wednesday the club has agreed to terms on a one-year contract with quarterback Chris Strevler. Strebler returns to the Blue Bomber. Can I get a sound effect on that, Clark? Anything. I don't care. Hit hit a button. That's Strebler re- Yeah. Strebler returns to the Blue Bombers after spending the last four seasons in the National Football League suiting up for nine regular season games. In his days with the Arizona Cardinals and New York Jets, he also had brief stints with the Baltimore Ravens and Miami Dolphins. For those that don't remember, it's the iconic moment, uh, which I'll get to. Strebler first signed with the Blue Bombers May 4, 2018. and was the club's starter to open the season. Just a few weeks later, following the sudden retirement of Darian Durant, the Bombers had to put that in the news release, telling me they're still not over it, and that's fine. <laughs> but he's the guy, if anybody doesn't know, it is it's really big news. He's not a big name in the NFL, but he's a huge name in the Canadian Football League, and he's coming back to Winnipeg. He's the guy that when the Bombers won the Grey Cup and had the parade, he was in the fur coat, shirtless, cowboy hat, cigar, and a 12-pack of beer. To be honest, who hasn't wanted to do that? He did it. He's the CFL's Joe Namath, and he's on his way back. They're having a news conference with him via Zoom today, and here's my question. I would ask Darren, and I want to put this to all in the audience that cares, did you ever think about going anywhere else? I'll give Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press credit. He broke this story a couple of weeks ago that Strathler's coming back to the CFL and he is desirous of signing in Winnipeg. But at all the other teams, there are a few looking for quarterbacks. Would you sign them? Saskatchewan, I guess they got Trevor Harris, but is a little shaky behind him. He's coming to Winnipeg to be the backup. He knows that. Zach Caleros ain't going anywhere. So those are my thoughts. Did. Is a slam dunk. It appears that he wanted to go back to Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, it does appear that way. And, you know, situation matters. I talk about this a lot on this show. The situation matters. And he knows that's a favorable situation for him. You know, uh, Mike O'Shea and that coaching staff have done a good job of utilizing Stravler to accentuate his skills and athletic abilities. And they put him in positions to succeed. He knows he's not just going to be stapled to the bench in Winnipeg. He's going to get chances to play. This is going to help take the, the ease and the load off of Zach Caleros a little bit when you can go to Streveller mid-game for a few series um, here and there and take some of the wear and tear off of an aging Zach Caleros, who is still very much an elite quarterback in the league. So I think it's good. Um, I think, you know, he's also looking at, you know, I don't know how many years Zach has left. So maybe there's an opportunity to grow into the starters role. But he's going to play. He's going to get an opportunity to play, and it's a good situation for him. So, yeah, why wouldn't you?
1: We have another big story coming, but I don't mind uh, diving into the comments here. Patrolman Pete in uh, Winnipeg, writes and he says, yeah, boy, Chris Strebler back to Winnipeg. The bombers are right to remind the world about what a dishonorable person Darian Durant is. Again, there's something about moving on, but that's fine for those that don't know. Darian Durant, my good friend, Rough Riders' iconic quarterback, did sign with Winnipeg, took a $70,000 signing bonus, and then retired. I didn't like it, and as I said on my radio show at the time, I couldn't do it, but you do you. So that's our thoughts on Stroudler. Now moving on, we got a lot to get to today. From the text line, just to update everybody, that's just clinging to our our lives, not just sports, but Natasha and Winnipeg where we're very big in Winnipeg, if I need to remind you. Natasha writes in and she says, your Jeep will be fixed. Tay, that's Taylor Swift, Tay will be at Super Bowl and the world will be all right. Have a great day, all. Uh, Update on the Jeep. I had two mechanics fighting with each other over the phone. The guy that used to fix my Jeep and the guy that now fixes my Jeep. They were both communicating to me and I said, you guys are speaking another language. I'm going to put you together on the phone. It ended up being an FU. They were mad at each other. And I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about because I'm not a car guy. So I'm going to go with my new guy, Mike, because I trust you. And it has to do with the computer and the computer shot. And then it's a Jeep. So they're like it might have to go back to the dealership. There's a code in there. But I'm like, oh, my God, sounds expensive. Send me the bill. And while I was a little rattled yesterday, I'm okay now. Because I, I, I said to Mike today, I went by, gave him an update. I said, Mike, it's all right, man. He goes, this is new to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, mechanics. And I said, dude, I trust you, Mike. I trust you. I know you're going to do what you can. And if you can't, we'll figure something out. Like, were we going to take it to the dealership or what? And he goes, I don't want to even think about that. I will get this fixed. And I said, I know you will. That's how me and Mike roll. Regarding Super Bowl tickets and $10,000 on uh, secondary ticket websites, that's, w- that's what the Super Bowl tickets' average price is $10,000. Ron in Calgary writes in and he says, there is no way any game is worth $10,000. I don't think so. And as you said yesterday, even if you had $10,000, you wouldn't pay f- you know that for a Super Bowl ticket, nor would I. Now, we had the Strubler thing. The other big story, and trust me, it's huge. In my home province of Saskatchewan and uh, home, adopted home, Regina, hometown. When I say adopted, I was born and raised 30 miles away, but I've spent the most years of my life there in the Queen City. A case of old hockey cards uncovered in a Regina home is being hailed as a a once-in-a-generation treasure trove of the game's great one. And the bidding has already topped $1 million. What are we talking about? Jason Simons, the sports consignment director at Heritage Auctions in New York, says this finding of a pallet of 1979 80 hockey cards in a basement in a Regina home contains 16 sealed boxes of OPG's 1979 80 hockey card collection, amounting to more than 10,000 cards. If you know anything about hockey cards, I'd suggest there could be 25 to 30 copies of the Wayne Gretzky rookie card in those boxes. Recently, a mint condition, one of those Gretzky rookie cards went for $3.75 million. Simons, the guy from New York, said he got involved after a man and his father in Regina came across the case when they were clearing out a storage room. The son texted Simons in New York, telling him he thought he found something great. The guy flew to Regina from New York to check it all out. And said he was blown away. Quote, this really, truly is the holy grail of hockey cards. It's hockey's most valuable card. And the family has asked to remain anonymous. The thing is, I don't know who they are, but I got a pretty good idea. Again, spent my life there. There's not a lot of guys that run that type of business, right? Sports cards, memorabilia. But I wouldn't want to be known either. So before before we go any further, here's the fun question today that Clark came up with, Producer Clark, on our Key Auto Group daily poll. And by the way, at the Key Auto Group, they are driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. If you had one Wayne Gretzky rookie card, what would you do with it? Would you keep it? Or would you sell it? And between Twitter and YouTube, about an average, around 70 to 75% of respondents are saying they'd sell it. And to be honest, I probably would too. Now, our guy Joe, our boss Joe, said, hey, well, Serena's the big order fan. What would she do? I'm like, well, sh- she would keep it. But if she wasn't in the picture and it was just me, how much you want, how much you want to give me for it?
0: That's me. You? I know. I would sell it. I would sell it. Um, it would be cool to keep, but the problem is I'd wreck it. I'd do something to it. You know, I would misplace it, so I would probably sell it. It would be better, and I would, and I would go and figure out where it is and visit it. But the thing about if you have 10,000 cards, you're auctioning off, and it's only at a million, and there might be 25 rookie cards in there. The thing is you don't know how many rookie cards you're actually going to buy. There might be zero, but there also might be 25. You do the math, $3 million a pop, right? I might sell the collection with the agreement that says, look, I'm going to buy one of those rookie cards back for $3 bucks, just to keep it, take my money to the bank and run. But uh, what a find. What a story.
1: Jeff in Yorkton says, wouldn't that many cards make the value that much lower now, though? And another viewer, Sonny, Sonny, says, that's what I'm thinking, Jeff. It's worth what somebody's willing to pay. And I know what you're saying. If there's more on the market, the value will go down. But again, it's worth what some. He's not going to get, I wouldn't think, $3.75 million, But they're all in mint, pristine condition. And it's certainly enough money to retire on, I would suggest. So, yeah, and, and, and I said to Darren this morning, we were talking about this. We have told our sports card stories before. My, I had the Gretzky rookie card as a kid, not really realizing what I had. It's not a big deal. I bought my first pack of hockey cards at the Byrite Drugs, along with a Dr. Pepper Slurpee on South Albert. You can still smell the OPG bubblegum in the pack. I had doubles of Blaine Stoughton in my first pack. That tells you the era. But then, and I collected for years. But then I went away to college and my mom threw the cards out. And I I never even got mad at her. Because my mom is the opposite of a pack rat. If it's around longer than a week and it hasn't been touched, she's throwing it out. That's my mom. I should have known. Darren, can you quickly tell the folks your even
0: worse horrible story of cards? I had a 25th anniversary set. It was a birthday gift box of great cards. And I thought I would collect them and do the opposite. I thought these were going to be worth something. I had Lemieux and I had Gretzky and Gordie Howe and you name some of the big stars, Iserman. Um, And so what I did is I put them in a box and I buried them in the backyard. Never told anybody, buried them in the backyard. Thought I'd dig them up in 20 years. Problem is I put them in a wooden box, didn't put them in plastic, (laughs) didn't realize that they would rot underground and get wet and destroyed. So when I opened them up, dad was like, all you had to do was tell me. We would have put them in a Ziploc bag first, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've told us, how many times have we told that each? Like
1: 10, 12 times? It never really I gets know. old. Wayne in BC writes in, he says, that's unbelievable, Rod. You moved to another country and find a reliable mechanic that you trust. Well done, Roddy. It's not that unbelievable. Souls find each other, it wasn't that hard. And by the way, when I stopped in at his place this morning and it's University Auto Repair, I don't care, call him Mike, we're tight. Um, He asked my story, a little more about my story. He goes, when I called you yesterday, you were in a commercial break, what are you, from what? I said, it's the TV show, Mike. I've told you this, this is what I do from my backyard and I did this before and this is what I wanna do. And he said, he stood there, He's having a dart, of course. Whew. You know, I could listen to you talk all day. I said, a lot of people have. <laughs> right? That's what I, I... Again, you fix cars, I talk. And we stay out of each other's business. And I pay you to do it. And, and I, went, I said to him, what's your favorite restaurant? You and your son's favorite restaurant. Because his son works with him. Just the two guys. And he goes, a place called Prime Catch in Boynton Beach. I said, on it. Drove up there, got him a gift card, came back and gave it to him. And I said, Mike, this is because every time I walk in here, you drop everything and come fix my Jeep. And I really appreciate that. And he looked at me and he goes, there's not a lot of guys like you left. And I said, I don't care. I just feel it. And I want to show you the appreciation. True story. On my mother's grave. Uh, John in Edmonton says, can Taylor Swift actually make it to Vegas? She has a concert on February 10th in Tokyo and it ends at 6.30 a.m. Vegas time. Oh yeah, they'll haul ass, they'll make it. But John, please don't lose any sleep worrying about it. Please don't. I feel like you will. Um, (laughs) Robert in Las Vegas says, I sold my Gretzky rookie card when I was a starving university student. As my guy Jim Hobson would say, it was the right decision at the time. You needed to eat. No regrets. (laughs) We're only like two topics in. So we'll be right back. Uh, It's the RP Show. It's the warm-up. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
0: Need a
2: champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop emj marketing take the first step to success for your next event visit emjmarketing.com hey honey can you get one of the kids to show me how this twitter thing works honey I need to get on instagram time for more of the Rod Peterson show
1: Yeah, buddy. Thank you, Rick Regan. It is Daytime Sports Talk. It's Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show, but on the radio in Atlanta as well, WQEE and on the TV, Game Plus. And it's Saskatchewan's charity, Telemiracle, and the Telemiracle 50-50 is live now. It's another way to support Telemiracle and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's the 48th year, by the way, that the Kinsmen and Kinnets, along with you Saskatchewanians have been raising money to make people's quality of life better. It's a win-win for Sask residents. Half the pot goes to the lucky winner. Half the pot goes to the Telemiracle bottom line. And the tickets are available now telemiracle5050.com. You only got to be 18 years of age or over and in the province physically to buy your tickets. Let's bring the moose back in. I will say for all of those people that are very excited about Chris Strebler resigning with the Blue Bombers, they announced it today. We discussed it at length in the opening segment we talked about it a lot we got to move along but we think it's good darren said you, you know what to, to paraphrase or summarize you're like you're like what'd you say comfort or a good situation what was it good don't situation look over the fence matters. basically what you're saying yeah 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 okay very very important he did the right thing i think i also think i said we're gonna move on <laughs> I just think you do, after a while, get tired of being jerked around. And these kids, i.e. him and others that have been in the NFL, knocked around for a while and come back, are tired of being jerked around. Nathan Rourke's getting jerked around, but I don't think he's tired of it yet. I don't think he'd get tired of those big U.S. dollar paychecks. Uh, Not that Strevler did, but he's just tired. He he wanted in Winnipeg. Go where you're wanted. Is that so hard? Okay. A darker, not-so-fun topic, but one that we need to address. Lawyers say four NHL players have been charged with sexual assault in connection to allegations involving Canada's 2018 World Junior Hockey Team. Lawyers for Flames forward Dylan Dubé, Flyers goalie Carter Hart, and New Jersey Devils forward Michael McLeod and defenseman Cal Foote have all issued statements on behalf of their clients say they intend to plead not guilty. The four are, well, we know the story, what, what happened. Um, the Calgary Flames, this is the interesting part, the new part, say they didn't know Dylan Dubé was facing sexual assault charges when he took leave from the team on January 21st. The Flames initially said the player had been granted an indefinite leave to deal with his mental health and was under the care of health professionals. The team claimed last night they had no knowledge of the pending charges when they put out that statement. Um, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't even bring this up at all, but we are a daytime sports talk show. It is what a lot of people are talking about. And Darren, well, for one, Serena and I were talking about this this morning. She's like, "Who really cares? Does it matter?" <laughs> All right. But last night, like an idiot, I was surfing social media and I saw some of our good friends, even American NFL media, are saying, "Do you believe the flames?" I don't believe the flame. And to be honest, I kind of walked it back, and I'm like, "The charges are new. If 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 I, if you need a reminder, this happened in 2018. The victim was given a." settlement in the millions and that was the end of it something's changed there was no charges initially and now there are and as serena said what's changed in between i don't know you know i know just enough about the police and the rcmp is that they don't bend to public pressure they don't politicians do sports teams and leagues do cops do not so something's changed in all of this I'm kind of with her. Who really cares? But, from the and by far be it for me to defend the Flames, I don't care. But I honestly believe, how would they know the charges were just laid? Did they know that Dylan Dubey was even one of the unnamed players? Did they know? I don't really think they're lying. But a lot of people do.
0: You? I, I can see both sides of it. Because on the one hand, you know, how can you not know? And how does the player, the agent, all of this not be upfront and honest with the team about it? That, hey, this situation is coming down. It's going to affect one of your players that are under contract. And you're going to have to deal with this from a team perspective. It's going to be something you have to deal with. Um, on the other hand, we didn't know either, right? When Dylan Dubay um put out the release and the Flames put out the release that he was leaving, we were all very sympathetic. And I think, you know um very understanding and we addressed it on this show and then the carter Hart release came and that's when we put two and two together oh one two okay this is not what it appears to be on paper and that's probably perhaps when the flames did and if they didn't know then they're probably pretty upset you know at both the player and the agent for not keeping them abreast of the situation but i believe it that maybe they didn't <sighs> know
1: Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and he says, "I don't believe the Flames." Um, people have the right to feel however they want, but uh, but again, the charges were new. That's the point. So when Dubay left the team and the statement came out that he was going on mental health leave, he hadn't even been charged yet. See what I'm saying? So that's why and we didn't I know, know this story was coming down either. No, no. And this is the other thing people do need to. Remember, and it, and it won't matter what I say, but I got the show, so I'm going to say it. You don't know what people do when they leave work. This was an after-hours deal. We all know it was a gala to celebrate the 2018 World Junior Team, but but they're doing it really on their own time. You know, other than you telling me you're going to call curling after this, I don't know what you do the rest of the time. I don't know what producer Clark does when he leaves. We don't know. At the end of the day, they are employees. Players. (laughs) Believe it or not, they don't. Management doesn't know what the players are doing 24 hours a day, nor is it necessarily their business. So I could probably should stop there, but I'm just saying, I'm just trying to explain to people. I could see how the Flames wouldn't know. Uh, Hey, look who showed up. Look who showed up. John Ohm, Ohm, he says, I believe in the RP show. (laughs) Thank you. We've got one. We've got at least one. That's all we need. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Uh, Regarding the news that Chris Strebler is coming back to the CFL, Jay in Winnipeg says to get Strebler back is blockbuster, but to also get his fur coat back in the fold, is ginormous. How about that? Yeah, if if people don't know, they should know. Go Google Chris Strebler, a legendary partier, which is a whole other thing. I got in all this trouble for my hijinks back in the day. But, I mean, you look at Strebler partying on that flat top, whatever he was on, with a fur coat, cowboy hat, 12-pack. If you're an NFL team, are you sitting back going, that's the guy I want leading my team? Do you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not casting the Spurs. And it, pff, nobody had more fun or misbehaved more than me. Believe me. But I got a lot of hell for it. Uh, it's like Joe Namath, legendary partier, blah, blah, blah. How come some can do it and others can't? Can you expl- I know I ask you that like
0: almost every day, but can you remind you do, me, please? And my answer is pretty consistent. <laughs> and the answer is this. You don't know that they're not catching shit behind closed doors. Okay? You don't know that. <laughs> All we Fair. see is him having yeah. fun, getting away with it, and away we go, right? We don't know what's going on in those meetings. He's probably getting slammed in there. Joe, 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 you're causing me problems. You just need to tone it down. Keep winning, but I just need you to not do that thing on this, You know, whatever you're doing. You know, so... Yeah, well, that's Anyways. that's why I think, as a matter of fact, I don't know.
1: Never's a long time. My bracelet says one day at a time. But a little inside stuff with what I've done, like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders job just came open. And what people don't understand, a very high-profile job, but a very, very, very difficult job. Because I look at Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think Brad hosts a talk show. I don't think Brad is at practice every day interviewing the players and coaches. I don't think Brad is tweeting injury updates and stuff, which we're all expected to do from a high-profile team like that. And then in the offseason, trying to report stuff to stay relevant, get ratings for our show. That was all what I did in the past life. And I remember Corey Chamberlain, our head coach, at one time, because I was reporting assistant coaches who were coming and going, and we were at a function one time, and he goes, you caused me problems, Rod. know. So what? You caused me problems, Rod. And I'm like, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I kind of thought covering this team was what I did, but you'd get to tick somebody off no matter what. So when you said that about, ah, you're causing us problems, that's one of the things that came to mind. Um, regarding Strebler, we, and we can do two hours on that. Uh, we Easily, but Brian in Hudson's Bay writes in, he is, we haven't even got to the NHL yet, other than the four players charge. He says, I'm not so sure about Chris Trevler getting jerked around in the NFL. He wasn't good enough to play there. He should be thankful too for them for all the money he did make down there, in my opinion, make him a passer and he won't beat anyone in the CFL either. Um, kind of what I'm saying, he got his chance at Arizona. They had to win a game that last game of the year against the Rams and they didn't. And he never started another game for Arizona. They let him walk. So I, he did get his opportunity. You need to perform when the window opens for you. I get all that. But then I also know he went to the Jets and led them to two victories in the preseason. Remember that? Comeback wins in the fourth yeah. quarter. And then he got waived. That's my point about being, I mean, there is no loyalty. We all know that. But again, he was shown the door in Arizona, shown the door in New York. And I think he's like, well, I, I'm wanted in Winnipeg right? That's all that I'm saying. So that depends, yeah. I guess, on what your definition of being jerked around is. Uh, to point three only, Dmitry Voronkov's third period goal snapped a scoreless tie the Columbus Blue Jackets snapped the Blue season-high five-game NHL win streak with a one nothing victory last night. Elvis Merzlikens made 21 saves to record his 10th career shutty. Mark Edward Velasik's goal at 7.27 of the third period snapped a scoreless tie and the Sharks beat the Kraken 2 nothing. There are only three games tonight before the official break for the whole league for the All-Star game. Senators visit Detroit. The Predators host L.A. And the Sharks visit the Ducks. Uh, Yeah. Oh, here's one. Point four. We'll come back on the hockey, obviously. Point four. At my own peril, I keep telling you that I am annoyed by the left-wing tendencies of the USA Today, yet I read it anyways, so it's on me. But today, Nancy Armour columnist said the right-wing media is com- claiming that the Super Bowl is rigged, and how the fascination with this sport is. Th- this was from the America One Network, own um, own America Network, or whatever the hell it is. One America Network. I don't watch it. But I know that's far right-wing. The left. Wing writer Nancy Armour for the USA Today is accusing the right wing media, news media, of claiming the Super Bowl is rigged. And I'm officially like, why did I click on this? (laughs) I keep doing it. But can we explain again? The Super Bowl is not rigged. Anybody that would say that just doesn't know what they're talking about. Right? And that's when I start to think I should cancel my subscription again. It's always always my fault.
0: I know that there's historically been match fixing, and you know it's been a thing, especially in European soccer. But the Super Bowl, not not in the NFL. There has been point shaving. There has been other things, and you get caught for that. There is no way that this NFL is rigged, or that professional sports at large is written by a script and acted out. There is no way. There are too many interested parties from media. And journalists, to betting companies, to sponsors, to money on the line—they would all have to be in it. The only way that the NFL is rigged is if you're living in the Truman Show, and you're the sucker, and everybody else is an actor. That's the only way that the NFL is rigged. It's—it's not.
1: Yeah. Well, just wander right out of it and forget that it happened. But we'll be talking more Super Bowl Fifty-Eight next hour and next with Mike Richards, Moose. Go puff a dart, smoke him if you got him. See you in 20 minutes. You got it. The peerless Mike Richards joins us next to talk about whatever the hell he wants to talk about here on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless
2: you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson.
1: Hey, everybody. The Canada's men's curling teams are thick into their season, as you know. Moose is in Saskatoon getting ready to call the provincial tankard. Everybody trying to get to the 2024 Montana's Briar, presented by AGI and Regina's Brand Center. You can be there, too. Tickets are on sale now. Single-draw tickets ranging in price from $24 to $70. But all youth tickets are $9.99. Who knows? It could be the next Skyler Ackerman. Get your tickets now at curling.ca slash tickets for the briar and the scotties which is uh upcoming in calgary speaking of calgary let's bring in mike richards who is very famous in calgary mike what is on your mind besides crazy hair today
2: i just yeah i'm not uh, not wearing the hat just letting it go going full david lee roth van halen around 1987 1988 <laughs> little little eddie action in the background yeah i'm uh, i'm pretty excited about uh about the Super Bowl, like a lot of people. I think you've got some real star matchups. You've got some great athletes. Uh, I'll never, ever get sick of watching Patrick Mahomes to me is just the Steph Curry of uh, of the NFL. I love both athletes. I love how they play. I love how they see it. I love how they, you know, really yeah. kind of see the game themselves. And I take a look at, you know, a San Francisco team, McCaffrey, you know, this is a, you know, and I probably uh, am very representative of how CFL fans think. Like, we'll look at a player in college and go, bam he'd be great up here. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey would have been great up here if there's no way we were ever going to get him, but you know what? It's, it's, he's that style of player. We up in Canada have always loved the athlete, the all round guy, which is why Doug Flutie holds a place where he does. He certainly does for me. And we love those kinds of guys, guys who can kind of do everything. And you'll see both of that on both sides of the ball uh, coming up in in a couple of weeks. So usually I have a you know, someone I don't like. Uh, I don't like the coach, or I, I, I think the coaching staff is weak, or I don't like. Well, I, I look at this matchup, and and Rod, I'm I'm looking at it, whether you're a you know a hardcore CFL guy or whatever your love is. It's just football. We're just having a, we're having a football conversation, man. That's what it is. And I look at what both bring. I look at both sidelines, and I'm like, bring it on. I just love good football, and I think we're going to get it. I think this is going to be a good one.
1: Uh, I was reading some stats today. It's nice to get. Not read opinion and stuff like this is the eighth rematch in Super Bowl history. And the last three have been won by the one that won the first game. And if that was the case, trending that the Chiefs will win. Which reminds me, the 49ers opened as two-point favorites and then it's been trimmed to one. I'm shocked that the Chiefs aren't favored to win this thing. What's your take on that? I, I really do think this is
2: close. And to think that San Francisco could win or would win this game would not be a surprise. But I, I think it is, in gambling terms, it's the it's like a tri-bet. So anywhere in between six points, I think you're probably a winner. I think the key for me in this game, and I'm sort of a little surprised what happened in uh, the last matchup, and that's the run defense of San Francisco, or sorry, of, of the Chiefs, when you're San Francisco and you've got the kind of guy that you do, I ex- expect McCaffrey to get that ball. He-, he could get that ball twenty times. That's just that's just on the ground. That's just rushes. Uh, he could see another uh, at least another three in the air. Um, he's a one man wrecking machine. Do I think overall he's going to have you know hundred and some odd, hundred twenty five yards in that game? I do, and I think that to prove a point, you know, I think sometimes in terms of coaching, which is why when I look at teams like uh, when I look what happens in Dallas, sometimes what i what i perceive to be a huge problem well maybe not anymore but uh, with the chargers it's the sideline like what do you get from the sideline i'm a huge andy reed fan i think uh, i think the world of that guy i think the, the, his players show it and i think on the other side you're seeing a reflection of you know why does why does a guy like purdy excel well yeah it, it takes a team but it takes a concept it takes an understanding it takes continuity from ownership on down and and that comes on the sideline. And I think both teams have that. So uh, does this come down to a field goal? I think it probably does. I, I would be very surprised if it went any other way where some team is up by 10 or 14 points. I mean, it's always possible. It is sports. But I'm really, I would be the last person surprised if San Francisco wins this thing. And for a guy like Brock Purdy, um, you know, we'll see Well, d- d- you know, how healthy and, and what does Debo look like uh iuk is gotta you know if if he's gotta show up and and of course my biggest problem leading up to this was always the travis kelsey i'm in love with the pretty girl who makes a billion dollar thing okay we get it you're in love okay hold hands and ice cream cones and i don't want to see it on a sunday here here here's a shocking revelation i would just like to see football I would just like to see a catch in the end zone. And, and if you want to show her occasionally, fine. But it gets to be one of those things. like remember Kurt Warner, and they'd always show his wife. And then the hate that she yeah. off, which was sort of mean. But, but you know, and I'm not for that. But I get that, you know, for the most part, in escapism, most men are watching football on Sunday to get away from love to get away from relationships, to not have to talk about feelings. Like, oh, isn't that nice? It's a great story. No. You know what a great story is? That one-handed catch, and he went into the end zone like a, a bull in a china shop. And trust me, there were moments in that month period when they were like, oh, baby, did you see me make that catch? I did, baby. You're the most amazing. So are you, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill somebody. I'm going to get in a, tr- a dump truck, and I'm going to drive into a building. I don't, we, no one cares. And for that month, he wasn't very good, and he was dropping balls like everybody else on his team all year long, because Kansas City, what did they do best? Uh, they were dropping footballs left and right. I, I don't know. And again, this goes back to Patrick Mahomes. There would be other quarterbacks, certainly in this day and age, who would light up their receivers, who would say a bunch of things, the team's not doing enough. You know, he'd start talking to third person. Patrick Mahomes did none of that. Like, he really didn't, not to the, de- not to the degree that maybe a Mike Richards,
1: Mike Richards. No, he can't, because they're white. Right, Rod can't. Peterson's got to make that they're catch. Their wives <laughs> are tight. Their, their wives are yeah. tight you 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 I'm sure you've been in that situation, you don't want to be that guy. we're going out for yeah. supper after. am I supposed to light him up on the sidelines i can't well, right and and
2: and and so and I also see the 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 streveller talk uh as it came out in which I don't think a whole bunch of people would be surprised that he's he's back where he he had success and he has an affinity for it. he loves the team uh, the city loves him back, but to think that for some reason people not. Believing that he got a fair shake. Well, I, I don't know if you played pro sports. It has nothing to do with fairness. It has only to do with results. And if you can't throw me that football, I'm giving you a chance. Like in Arizona, I am giving you a chance to stay. If you don't, it's just simply on you. And you had a shot that I guess a lot of other people don't get these kinds of shots, regardless of what he did in preseason with the Jets. I mean, none of that really counts. Kind of. Uh, yeah. It's really what you do, Rod, when you get a chance. If someone puts me on a radio station tomorrow in New York City and I'm on W Fan. If I get a reaction that isn't good, I'm just gone. If they don't think I can carry the ball in New York City or Los Angeles or Miami or Houston or Atlanta, the reality is you're, you got you got your shot and you didn't make it. So that's fine. But I don't want to hear about, oh, he should have got a better chance. Well, number one, you, you do have to advance the ball by throwing it in the air. It's, this is not Tim Tebow. This is not, you know, you can go down the list uh, of guys who don't have that talent, but there's no way you're staying in the NFL with that. No No chance
1: uh unfortunately we've reached the end of our time mike um it. well have you been have you been to how how much time
2: did moose take on his crappy segment see he took too long (laughs) that's the the problem
1: he's the (laughs) boss Uh, so yeah i know have you listen (laughs) take 90 (laughs) seconds do you have a super bowl story have you been i've never been Uh, i've never been i've never
2: been to an nfl game i and people say what are you saying about you didn't go to buffalo but here's the thing though when when you're a and certainly of the era that, that we are. I was such a hardcore CFL fan that I never wanted to talk about the NFL. I was, I was an enemy of the NFL. When they would play exhibition games at the then Skydome, I was uh, not pleased. So I went, I went eras without really even wanting to uh, pay attention uh, to the NFL. So I don't have that experience. What I find now, Rod, is that um, you know I've become what I think is, is a football fan. So, I mean, look, I've always loved the CFL. I've, I've coached high school football, which was uh, fantastic. Uh, I'm a huge college guy. But I, I like football at, at every level. And one day, hopefully soon, and maybe we'll both be on Radio Row. You never know. I mean, of course, Vegas would be – well, Vegas would be a problem for me. I, th- I think you'd be okay, but you'd probably also have to bail me out. But I, I really hope that one day <laughs> we'll be doing that soon. We'll get Ellie Lalani be from Bet Regal. We'll
1: get him to pay for it. We would be a good team now, back in the day, blind, leading the blind. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy the ball. Keep in touch. I will. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. The ageless, the peerless, the iconic Mike Richards. Audience takeover and sports update coming up right after this. We are live on Game Plus TV, WQE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
2: Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms?
1: Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. The studio, as you see, is beautiful South Florida, where life is always fantastic, other than the Panthers are off in the NHL All-Star break. But we are filming the Cats and Bolts podcast this afternoon. Iconic Panthers broadcaster Randy Mulder will be our guest live at the Podcast Junkie Studios, so be watching for that. I did a poll of Panthers fans. Who do you want to see on the show? And the guys they wanted to see the most were Peter Rurrell and Randy Moeller. Team's been here since 93, I think. Those are the two main guys. And Randy Moeller probably is the face of the Florida Panthers right now. Not only in this market, but I really feel like outside this market, across North America. By the way, you're getting a real sense of how I do things here. Show up, take the topics of the day, and let it roll with you, the audience. It ain't rocket science. So what are the two things today, the four players charged with sexual assault after the incident in 2018 in London, Ontario, and Chris Strebler signing with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers today as a free agent. And those are our topics, and we're having a ton of fun with them. And from our audience, Colin in Ottawa says, funny how all those commenting on the charging of the four Team Canada junior players never gave credit to the senators for, let- for letting Alex Formentin go three years before any charges were laid. Well, you are, so there you go. Bravo, Senators. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says, I like Mr. Richards more every time I hear him. Yeah, he's a good one. Jay in Winnipeg says, anyone here going to watch the All-Star game? Just hang on till next hour, and we'll address that with Moose. I said earlier... That something's changed because there was no charges laid initially when this thing started to be investigated literally years ago and the victim got a $3.5 billion settlement from Hockey Canada and that was to be the end of it to now where four players have been charged. Something's changed. And And I don't know what that is, but I said police don't bend to public pressure. That has been my experience. RCMP, city police whatever. Rick in Martinsville writes in and he says, I disagree, Rod. I believe the case was reopened because of public slash government pressure. 100%. Social media is again proving it's a cesspool regarding this issue. You may be right. Just because I said this is how I feel doesn't mean that I'm right. And I'd hate to think that that was the case. But I get it. I mean, with hockey coach Bernie Lynch going away for three years, I was actively, actively involved in the investigation of that case going back three, four, five years. So I kind of saw that from the inside. It's different violations, if you will. But I just saw how, how it worked. Nobody knew that was going on, by the way, compared to this where it was so high profile. Story busted wide open by TSN's Rick Westhead. So, hey, we're just talking about it today. I hope nobody's getting upset. And uh, innocent till proven guilty, is that still a thing? It's interesting because I kind of feel like these players are being held guilty without being proven innocent, if they are innocent. Uh, Wolf in Steinbeck, Manitoba says, Hi, Rod and Moose. You don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out who these hockey players are after the clues were released. By the way, Strebler will be a backup. Never a starter. And by the way, when I talk about their innocence, that's just because they put out statements through their lawyers vigorously defending themselves and saying they will be pleading not guilty. Uh, the sports update is this. The Blue Bombers announcing a one-year deal for Chris Strebler today. Returns to the Blue Bombers after spending the last four seasons in the NFL. He originally signed the uh, Bombers way back on May 4, 2018, out of South Dakota State. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Visit them at commoncrown.ca. And for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Mean Girls from the Comedic Mind of Tina Fey comes a new twist on the modern classic, Mean Girls in Theater Now. See you after this quick, uh, quick pause.